0: that's right ladies and gentlemen it is commissioner cooper and tonight we circle the wagons and eat some darn wings let's go we're in buffalo hey 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 it's time for tss fantasy
1: yeah
2: It worked for the rock, and it's gonna work for me. And you just got flattered. That's what it is. This court
3: is a jerk.
0: It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station.
4: I'm here to save your fantasy roster.
0: And it's time for
5: TSS Fantasy.
0: Let's go Buffalo. Tonight, we are finishing off the AFC East the proper way. I just got to admit it, with the best in the AFC East with Buffalo Bills. Let's get it started tonight. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera.
4: Yeah, man, the the best team of last year and this highly contentious AFC East. is about to be that way again this year. And, you know, you're wondering, Justin, what were you going to do today? And, you know, I kept it real simple. I was just like, you know, every town has their little piece of Buffalo in it. So I went to mine. I went to the good old fashioned Buffalo Wild Wings, the B dubs. So guys, I'm super excited because we actually get to talk fantasy today. You know, yesterday was kind of like eh, 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 uh. so now we get to actually do some talking of fantasy, which not a waste of a segment at the end of the day.
0: That's very true indeed. I like it, but let's just admit the real deal. You came in late, so you were trying to find something that was Buffalo-related, and the only thing you could find was Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's be real. I actually tried
4: to do the, the groundbreaking ceremony, but I just did not like the people involved in it. I was like, ah, these guys are ugly as fuck.
0: <laughs> All righty then. That's a the way to get it started. Welcome into the studio, Nick. you got
2: Flanner and Macaronis. Yeah, it's Friday night, and what better do I have to do to be here with you gentlemen? I just got done watching uh, the finale of Ted Lasso. little emotional, a little emotional, uh-huh. but yep. but now we're going to talk about, about some football, perk up my spirits a little bit. Uh, I got the truth man ab- above me, so things are looking up. Uh, let's go. I'm ready.
0: Yeah. Funny you mention that. The wifey was all kinds of crying. For that one, that is for sure <laughs> uh, for the for the, for the finale of Mister Lasso. All right, let's also welcome to studio Jordan the Judge Thomas. Welcome into the studio, sir.
3: Hey everybody, uh, glad to be here as always. And Cooper, I never thought I would hear some of those words come out of your mouth, man. You were you were really good. You kind of seemed like a Buffalo Bills fan for just a minute. I'm not a Buffalo Bills fan. I am a
0: Josh Allen fan. I will say that. I do like Josh Allen um, quite a- I will. I will admit that. I admit that quite a few times. He's on my dynasty roster. And, you know, I got a good story about Buffalo, how last season and that one game down in Miami, you know, I'm going down there. I got to tell you, man, I was really, I, for the first time ever, I felt a little intimidated. The Bills fans, they're all with the hey, 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 hey. And I was like, oh, man, we might be in trouble. And oh, boy, we sure the hell weren't, though, were we? So guess what? I'm ready. All right, let's get it started. Don't forget, guys, go to TSSFantasy.com. Uh, check out all of our greatest, latest, and greatest rankings on there. Also, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Jazz Sportsbook as well. Lots of great promos, so go check us out. Use the promo code TSS when you sign up. And Pro-Am Belts, if you're looking for some great stuff for your league championship, look no further than Pro-Am Belts. Alright, fellas, I'm going to bid you adieu. We're going to bring in the doc. We're going to bring in the and basically try to see if we can find any chink in this Bill's armor. We'll we'll find out. Alright, fellas, we'll see you in a little bit. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the doc is in and we are finishing up our tour of the afc east here in buffalo doc miller welcome into the studio
6: it's great to be here so let's get started with josh allen here's a great statistic if you're any fantasy manager josh allen is trending up in fantasy points each of his five seasons That and he hasn't missed a game since his rookie season. He told reporters over the summer that he's, quote, getting older and could run the ball less this season than in the past. All of this is very encouraging for his ongoing 2023 availability. We're going to go 20% to the bench for Josh Allen. Moving on to Stefan Diggs. So he's played three consecutive seasons and not missed a game. Since his rookie campaign in 2015, he's played in as many – or more games each season than he did the season before. So there's a real reason that Draft Sharks gives him a max 5 out of 5 durability rating. Stephon Diggs, 10% to the bench. And lastly, Dawson Knox. All three of you guys have him in your rankings between 16 and 20. So my question, just like it was with Hunter Henry, is, is he even fantasy relevant? But in his four seasons, he's been durable but he's never played in every game of the season. So Dawson knocks 75% of the bench.
0: Indeed. That's always the big question. Are tight ends even relevant in the fantasy in the first place? That's always a big topic of conversation, but yeah, agreed with you. All right, Doc. Well, we appreciate you. Great insight for the AFC East. We'll be looking forward to seeing you next week for the NFC East.
6: Looking forward to it. Commissioner.
0: Appreciate you, sir. All right. Well, it's time to bring our Bills experts into the building. We got our boy Rico from Buffalo Fanatics, Steve Falco from Front Office Pros. Ryan, I'm so sorry. I spaced out. I asked you where you were from, and then I didn't write it down. Uh it was Syracuse something. My bad. I'm just gonna let you plug it when you come in. Ryan Talbot in the building. Let's bring him in. <laughs>
5: Our next stop on our summer tour, we visit the Wild Bills Mafia in Buffalo, New York.
0: The Bills experts are in. Let's first welcome in Rico from Buffalo Fanatics. Welcome into the studio, my friend.
5: Commissioner Cooper, what's happening, man? Happy to be back again, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, we're able to shed some light for you Finns fans out there that 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 have this 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 belief that you guys are gonna try to run the East and take the top spot. But it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be challenging. But uh we're here to to kind of shed some light for you guys. So happy to be back.
0: Well, I was not going to talk about America's team, the Miami Dolphins. We're celebrating the Buffalo Bills tonight, but I appreciate you mentioning them at, at least. I, that lets me know you're scared. All right, let's also welcome into the studio, Ryan Talbot. Now, go ahead, my brother, and plug wherever the hell all the great places you're from. Welcome in, my friend.
7: Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you can find me at Syracuse.com, nyup.com, and shout the Buffalo Football Podcast.
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry i was like hey where are you from and then i spaced out to write it down i'm so sorry welcome in my friend we appreciate you coming in steve welcome in my friend we appreciate you
8: hey thank you commissioner coop excited to be here and cool to be with uh, ryan talvin following him for a long time with matt perino so nice to, to be on here with you
0: awesome well we're glad we can make some buffalo connections in the building tonight First, let's talk about last season, and we're going to start out with a little game. We're going to play a little word association game. So I'm just going to ask you, as I go over last season, to think about uh, three words or less, a way you would sum up last season. Obviously, I'll give you a chance to expand on it. But let's talk about last year, 13-3, and obviously with the missed game with DeMar Hamlin. We could just go on and on about that um, craziness that went on last year. Uh, but 13 and three, first in the AFC East. Unfortunately, got a loss to the Bengals in the division around 27 to 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. Offensively, for the whole season, you guys were second in the league for points per game, yards per game. You guys also were second with 397, passing yards, seventh, rush yards, seventh. Very consistent um offense um when you take a look at you know again nick made a little joke about the running game but obviously that's all with josh allen you guys do a great job running the football defensive stats points per game second in the league 17.9 yards against third uh you were six with 319 passing per game you were 15th and against the rush you guys were fifth so you know Again, we know what went on last season with, you know, it, it was like somewhat of a, I hate to say a collapse towards the end. It seemed like, you know, the Miami, not for nothing, you know, talking, you know, I know I'm a Dolphins fan, but we had a pretty decent shot with Skylar Thompson in the in that wild card game against you guys. So, um, you know, again, I don't know what went on toward down towards the end. Maybe it was the Mar Hamlin thing. A lot of pressure was put on this team, um, but unfortunately they just fell short at the end. But let's go around the room. Rico, I'll start with you. Three words or less. Sum up last year's Buffalo Bills.
5: You know what? I I mean, I'm going to be unfair here and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two sets of three words because that's that's the only thing that sits with me right now. And I'm going to I'm going to go back and quote the Lloyd Banks album. Hunger for more. Right. There was just we didn't quite get to where we wanted to get to. And uh, there was just like there was a hunger for more. We just and then the, the next of it was out of steam. We just were out of steam, man. There was just so much that went on last year and we were hungry for it, but just too many things went on and we were out of steam. So those are the three words and another doubled up. I'm going to three word that went up again. And, and that's the way we felt about it. And and I'm going to expand on it a little bit. It's just you, you, I mean, the whole league knows what happened, man. Just like, just thing after thing, after thing being displaced. Uh, the DeMar Hamlin thing near the end of the season, uh, the, 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 uh, the shooting that happened prior to, Right, that took a lot of like emotion out of a, a lot of people. There was, it was quite a taxing year for the Bills. Um, so if those were, if that's if I'm going to pick the three, I'm going to say out of steam. We just we ran out of steam, hmm,
0: yeah. And you're right, I totally forgot about that, uh, about that shooting because that's outside of football, of course. But of course, that affected the team nonetheless in the whole city, um, in general. So totally hear you, Ryan. How about you, my friend?
7: Yeah, I'm going to kind of stay on those same lines. I went with emotionally draining. Uh, we Uh The top shooting before the season, everything that happened with Kim Pagula, Dawson Knox losing his brother Luke. Uh, that's just, you know, all off the field stuff. And then obviously on the field, this was the first year in, uh, you know, I don't want to say the first year that there were significant injuries under McDermott and Bean, but really they, they stayed very healthy the past few seasons. Last year was that first time where key players were, uh, hurt. Jordan Poyer was injured throughout the season. Von Miller went down on Thanksgiving. Josh Allen suffered the elbow injury. We know everything that happened with Demar Hamlin, and, and you know what a m- miraculous recovery to have him back here at OTAs and, and practicing with this team. But it, it just by the the start of the year with everything that happened off the field, everything that was happening on the field, by the end of the year, like Rico said, they ran out of steam. It's just like they had nothing left in the tank because they were so emotionally drained. By everything that happened, they, they kept taking these hits on and off the field, and, and it kind of took the toll there, its toll on them by the time that uh, matchup with the Bengals took place.
0: John Roberts, thank you for commenting in. Yes, I know the Bills beat the Dolphins. What else is new? And yes, the Bills did have a lot of injuries. He's concurring with you, Ryan. Totally agree.
8: Steve, how about you, my
0: friend? What do you say?
8: Look, guys, I'm going to keep it simple and uh, kind of go what Ryan was saying, but injuries. You got to think about, you know, we lost Micah Hyde. Really early, in the Dolphins game uh, that we lost him on a special teams play and a blowout, lost him. Uh, Jordan Poyer was was dinged up with injuries. For Davis White coming back from the ACL, wasn't as strong as we had hoped. He kind of was eased in, but I don't know if he was ever fully himself. Then you've got Josh Allen with the UCL, which I think he played through it, but based on some press conferences after the season it seemed to indicate that it was affecting him it did affect him some so i think that also uh, had something to do with it so there were a lot of injuries also von miller you know like you mentioned ryan you know we brought him in and for agency
0: all right we might have uh lost steve there but um I, yeah, I think you say you brought him in with free agency. Sorry, Steve, we lost you there, but we heard uh, brought him in and free agency. and You can go from there.
8: Yeah, I brought him in and free agency to, to affect the postseason and he wasn't there. So that's Cincinnati Bengals offensive line was, you know, had three starters lost and we could have done something about it, but Vaughn wasn't there to do anything about it. And the rest is history.
0: Yes, sir. 100% UCL injury. I've totally forgot to bring that up as well. That was also, you can definitely see that was affecting him. Josh, you're uh, you're rich. Thanks for commenting in. Uh, David Stevens also says, let's go Buffalo. John Roberts says, DeMar have a headset to all of his teammates while in OTAs. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we talked about what was. Let's talk about what is. That'd be more fun, right? Marquee additions to your team this year. Damian Harris. You did resign Jordan Poirier. You mentioned him earlier. We got Latavius Murray also in the building. I just mentioned those things more. This is more of a fantasy relevant um, type marquee addition. You know, obviously, you made some additions in the defense as well. You did lose some with Devin Singletary. Isaiah McKenzie is now gone as well. Tremaine Edmonds linebacker also um, off the squad as well. And the in the draft did pretty decent as well. Round one, Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. Might have some two tight end sets, possibly, with Dawson Knox. Who knows? Around two, Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. Around three, Dorian Williams, linebacker from Tulane. Round five, Justin Shorter, um, wide receiver from Florida. Round seven, Nick Broker, guard from Old Miss. And round, another round seven, Alec Austin, the cornerback from Oregon State. So a decent draft, a decent offseason, but you guys, pretty much stayed together, which why the hell not at 13-3? and Can't say I blame you. So we'll go around. I want to hear predictions. Let's just go the opposite order. Steve, I'll start with you, my friend. Give me predictions for this year's 2023 Buffalo Bills season.
8: Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I want to say they're going to be around the same. Maybe I'll drop down one win. With the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers, I think our division is probably – maybe the toughest division in football rival with maybe the AFC West. Uh, so, but I think the bills are still one of the upper echelon teams. So I would say, I'll say 12 and four, maybe they lose one other game.
0: All right. Well, boy, that's, that's big and bold. I like it. All right, let's go. Right. What do you say, my friend, where do you, where do you think they're going to be at um, next year?
7: Yeah, I did an initial schedule prediction. I had them around 11 to 12 wins. It's a very tough schedule late in the stretch. Uh, I like the way it starts out for them. However, I think they can build some momentum up early in the year. But, you know, pre-buy, post-buy, they have some tough matchups, Kansas City and then Philadelphia, obviously. Uh, they, and then it just, you know, gets tougher as well for those final four or five games. So it'll be interesting to see how how they end the season, if they can end strong, because they have some marquee matchups on that schedule
0: yes they certainly do all right let's bring up a richard forbes i like this comment he said the blizzard the shooting shall i add more shit to your plate i hear you absolutely um your boy look at your boy rico pierre king he says 17 and 0. oh oh my god every
5: year Pierce, 17. <laughs>
0: Ooh, he's, That's he's my guy. that guy i guess right he's that guy and he's like oh i got my friend craig he's always calling me every year this is it man the dolphin's year i'm like listen man i'm i'm a dolphins fan i've already been up and been shot down so many times i'm i'm done with it i believe it um billy williams brings up the cook brothers in the backfield hoping dalvin cook comes home uh, or excuse me comes to you guys comes with his brother david reed 12 and 5 on paper but our roster looks better um, and we got John Roberts one more time. I heard Terrell played well in OTAs. All right. Well, we got a little serious talk we talked about last year. We did a little predicting. Let's have a little fun now and test your Bill's knowledge. So right now I got some uneven teams. I'm going to bring in one of my guys from the back, actually. It's like I, so I'm trying to look and see who's available. Jordan, I, Jordan, I can see you're ready. I'm going to even this up a little bit and bring you in so he can hear me. Jordan, i want to bring you in so we can even this uh, this game up because it's more fun when we got even teams. So I'm going to go Jordan and Rico on one side, and we're going to go Steve and Ryan on the other. This is basically it's this fantasy quiz show runs just like Family Feud, essentially, where you go, where I'm going to put you head to head. Whoever gets the win uh, for their team, you guys will go and you get three strikes. Blahzy blah, blah, the other guy gets a chance to steal if you get three strikes. This is all based on Bill's trivia. So I hope you got your fan card because it might be in my pocket in a second. Let's go, fantasy quiz show. Let's get it on. There seems to be no sign of intelligence.
6: It's the fantasy quiz show. Uh Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin
0: Jefferson, <laughs> it's gonna be a long
6: game. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Bills experts in the building. Well, and Jordan. And let's, me. <laughs> let's, good luck,
3: Rico. <laughs> let's,
0: I got Rico, but I figure Rico, you know, rico, Rico's rico been on the show a few times. He kind of knows the deal. So, you know, I figured he'd be good with Jordan as a teammate. It'll be all right. All right, let's start it out. Mono y mono. Let's go Rico and Ryan. Round one. Here we go. Top. Five answers are on the board. Here is the question. I'm looking all time, and I'm looking quarterbacks for the most thrown TDs all time.
5: You're going to say Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly, yeah.
0: Jim (laughs) Kelly! Come
5: Come on, Commissioner. Now do we go I back and
0: forth? You, you tell in. us. I gotta eat. I gotta ease you in. But you now you have won it for your side. So you and Jordan do take this. You got the rest of this round. Jordan, I'm gonna go to you next. I can't wait to hear your answer. <laughs> Give me top five QBs in Buffalo history with the most thrown TD passes.
3: Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen of all time already. Right.
5: Commission's frozen? Uh-oh. Oh, he's there. You're <laughs> muted, commissioner You're muted.
0: My bad. My video, I think, got caught up. Yeah, so uh, Josh Allen, believe it or not, he is number three all-time on the Bills list for QBTD's throne. All right, Rico, you're up next. Who you got?
5: Uh, Give me, uh, give me Ryan Fitzy. Is Ryan Fitzy on the list? right right. patrick little is that a, a little fitzy magic
3: it's magic you really hurting us on that rico that was the only one i had left in the take right there like oh,
1: <laughs> we <got> you, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: fitzy
0: magic was number four by the way on this list with 80 all right you're missing number two and number five man and i'm i'm gonna I'll give you $1,000, Jordan, if you can get either one.
3: (laughs) Rob Johnson. Without (laughs) Googling.
0: Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson. (laughs) All
5: right, Rico, you're up. Oh, boy. uh, Give me Ferg. Joe Fergs?
3: Joe Ferguson. A lot of pressure. I really screwed this Is up. This
0: <laughs> I know, bro. Joe Ferguson, number two on this list, 181. All right. You're missing number five, Jordan. Can you snag it for your team?
3: I only know the bad quarterbacks of Buffalo. EJ Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> e.
1: Manuel. I don't know. No. <laughs> number All right,
5: Rico, five. Can,
0: can you pull this out?
5: Oh, my gosh. Number five on the list. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think right now. Uh, number five on the list. Golly. No pressure. I'm no going to just throw throw this one out there. Um, <laughs> yo, Kemp? Jack <laughs> Kemp? There it is.
0: Rico sweeps the round on a good snag there. Jack Kemp, number five with 77 unreal. (laughs) Great job with that one. Uh, All right, let's go up. It's Jordan versus Steve and Jordan. No pressure on you at all, sir. No pressure. We get it. You're not quite the bills fan, but let's see if you can step up top five answers on the board. Here is your question. Again, I'm looking all time, but I'm looking for rush yard leaders. Thurman Thomas. Thurman, Berman Thomas. My internet must be slow. It takes a minute for the, my little check mark go And he's <laughs> yeah. number number one on the list. Sorry about that. Number one on the list with uh 11, So you again, Jordan and Rico get control. Rico, you're up. Who who's your next guy?
5: Um I, th- I think uh I think McCoy made it on the list uh for one of the like, top guys I think Shane McCoy made it on the list. McCoy. Shane McCoy.
3: I got one more in me of this round of I could have just sense. went an
5: easy row, but I went the hard row. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dorothy. OJ you, Simpson. You, you, you Simpson.
3: You Rico's laying them up for me. I love it. OJ Simpson. He
5: was, he was trying to help his partner out. <laughs> so you got OJ. OJ, okay. OJ
0: Simpson on the list is number two, 10,183. All right, you got three, four, and five left. Rico, what you got?
5: Uh, let's see the big backs on the squad. Um, so you got thermi, we got OJ. Um, mm, mm, mm. Is Freddie J on there, Freddie. Freddie, J. Jackson?
0: <laughs> Freddie
5: there you go. So Freddie J's there, Freddie J like is Jordan. on
0: the list. He was, he's number three, 5,646. Jordan, we got you got more number more hell four or
3: five. CJ Spiller. <laughs> Good J. Lord, CJ Spiller! I was like, hey, let's, <laughs> <you go." laughs>
5: uh, let's see, let's see, let's see." I'm I'm trying to. So we got Freddie on that list. Freddie was number four.
0: Freddie was number three. So you're was number four. Three, and five. So it
5: was Thurman, OJ, Freddie. Um, can we go? Not Willis. Willis didn't. Do enough for us. Um Travis was okay. Travis and you said Shady was on the list. Golly, man. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw this out there. Uh yo, is Cookie on there? Who? <laughs> cookie, baby. Cookie, cookie? <laughs> who's cookie?
0: If you cookie if you don't
7: Cookie gilchrist is I cookies <laughs> I'm go again,
0: bro. Oh, okay. Well well with pleasure. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, No cookie on this list. All right, so Steve and Ryan, you guys can talk amongst yourselves, can come with a concise answer. Do you have either four or five to steal this round?
7: I, I think Rico actually said one of them in Travis Henry. Um, but I know Joe Cribs was here for a long time, and oh, I, I think – I I think I would be I'd feel better about Joe Cribbs personally.
8: Okay, right. I, to Ryan, me, I was I was thinking I I was not think I was thinking Willis McGahey or Marshawn Lynch, and I didn't feel very good about either one of those. So long enough. I'm feeling good about Cribbs. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll, I'll trust you, Ryan. I'll trust you. All right. So <laughs> well, I'm gonna
0: say this: Ryan is just showing off because he actually nailed them both. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Henry was dominant for a few seasons in Buffalo. Yeah, I was like, he you was know, what, group. <laughs> Joe
0: Cribs was number four,
8: 4,445.
0: Travis Henry, number five, 3,849. All right, one to one. Let's go, Rico. <laughs> I hope you're ready. Let's go, Ryan. We got some big questions now for you. This is really going to test that Bill's knowledge. I'm oh looking all time. Winning percentage right against other franchises. I want to know top five answers on the board. Oof. Who do you have the best winning percentage against?
5: Oh boy, uh, who's up? Is it me? am I up? I mean, Yeah. uh, boom I mean, we're, I mean.
7: This is tough because, like all-time winning percentage, obviously they're miserable against the Dolphins. I mean, I'm not even gonna think Dolphins or any of these divisional teams. Neither did I. I'll guess the Raiders,
5: maybe the Raiders. If we
0: do uh, well against uh, the Raiders, what was your guess? The Raiders. I'll
7: go with a bizarre choice. I'll go with like a t- like. Does it matter how many matchups they've had against
0: the teams? Does not matter. <laughs>
7: I don't know. I, uh, Seattle. The
5: Seattle is is there is there hints? Can we go NFC AFC? Are you able to give that up or no? No, no hints, no
0: hints. This is is not
5: oh how about uh Cincinnati
0: Bengals. Thus let me actually I had to go on the other page. The Cincinnati
5: Bengals wins against them at one point. All right, so now no Cincy, not the Raiders,
3: um, the Houston Texans.
0: <laughs> Houston, Jordan thinks he's been watching these shows. He thinks he knows, but you're wrong. <laughs>
3: It for think. a long time. I mean
8: I I I, was, I didn't know if I could guess. So I was on the sideline here. I am thinking good. I'm thinking either the Jets or the Browns actually. Browns was the team I was thinking of. I think we beat the Browns quite a bit. The
0: Cleveland Browns. Wow.
5: Gotta be AFC. And this man.
0: is gonna get to that. Uh this is where we get to the overtime rules. So basically, yeah. whichever one of you guess it first, the other team then will get one chance to get higher than what the other guy does. So Rico, we'll go up to you. I believe
5: you're next. All right. Uh give me um golly, man. Uh dude, like, give me the Chargers, man. Those gives the Chargers. The, Give me the Super Wow, that's yeah. Guess.
7: All Maybe right, Brian. Division. I know they were miserable against the Dolphins throughout the 70s and 80s. They were miserable against the Patriots throughout the whole Tom Brady dynasty. Uh, let's go with their last remaining team, the Jets.
0: <laughs> the J-E-T-S suck. Yeah.
5: Damn, not the Jets. All right. Who the hell? Jordan?
3: Go ahead. Who the th- Jaguars.
0: The Jacksonville Jaguars. At this point, we're gonna run out of teams here. So right, I've,
8: been, I've, been, I've, been think, I've been thinking about it. I think I might got it. I think it's gonna be the Washington Commanders. Or the Redskins.
0: Washington Commanders.
8: There we go. On the board.
0: On the board. Washington Commanders is the number two team. So, Jordan and Rico, you'll get a chance to steal this, but you have to tell me the number one team overall that you have the best winning percentage. By the way, Commanders, you guys are 10 and 5 all time against the Commanders, but there's one that's even better.
5: Um,. Let's you guys go. can talk amongst
0: okay. yourselves this is like a steel one
5: i mean can't be I don't know. it's not pittsburgh it's got they've been solid um I, I feel i have a feeling it's in the nfc so if, i think if, if it's in the nfc i'm gonna say it's a shot in the dark the minnesota freaking vikings the new Dude. man on the minnesota vikings <laughs>
0: That
3: one. That's that's <laughs> my favorite one.
0: Not on the board there. But okay, so number one overall, the Carolina Panthers. You're six mm. and two all time. And mm. number three, the Packers, nine and five. You're actually tied with the Rams. You're actually nine and five against the Rams as well. And number five on this list, the Detroit Lions, seven, four, and one. All right. We're going now. We're going to go now to back to Jordan and Steve for round number, what is this, number three and up right now. Ryan and Steve are up two one right now. So if they take this, it's over. So well, here we go. Top five answers on the board. Let's stay with that winning percentage. Let's go opposite end. Let's talk about the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. The Patriots. New England
3: Patriots. <laughs>
0: I heard Steve first, but I didn't hear what you said. Who what was your I team? said Patriots. I said Patriots. Oh <laughs> okay, got you. The New England Patriots.
5: That's a no-brainer, that one. Oh
0: yeah. Um Jordan, you answered with the same thing. Is that correct? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay <laughs> i just thought that's what you said i just wanted to make sure all right so steve and ryan you guys control um by the way the patriots are number four on this list all time 48 76 and one all right you are up my friend what else you got
8: uh for me or ryan first it's ryan's we... up since you okay. uh you got i'll it. go with
7: i was going with the dolphins earlier when i was saying how miserable they were for a stretch so i'll go dolphins
0: America's team, the Miami Dolphins.
5: Wow.
8: Oh, I didn't think that
5: was going to... Okay. Uh...
8: I'm thinking... Uh, I don't know, Ryan. I know we can't talk about it, but... Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, no, well, I guess we can't cross-board either, but I'm thinking the Steelers. They always seem to beat us. So I can't stand them, so I feel like Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm.
0: I know. There's a We're lot the of meat here. on this bone, Ryan. So we got got to there try is, to get a little something off. <laughs> right now, you guys got the Patriots at number four, but you got one, mm-hmm. two, three, one two, three, and number
5: five.
7: How about? Uh, I'm gonna go to the NFC East as well. How about the Dallas Cowboys? I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. The Dallas
3: Cowboys. (laughs) You idiot.
0: (laughs) Rico and JT, can you steal it to stay alive? There's number one, two, three, and number five. Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Why? 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 Why?
3: Damn.
0: Unfortunately, not for you, my friend. So here is your list here. So you mentioned the Chargers for the winning. Should have mentioned it for the losing. Uh, They are Mm. number one against you all time. 11, 24, and 2 is your record against the Chargers. Number two is the Bucks. They are four, you're four and eight against the Bucks. The Titans come in at number three, 18 and 29. Patriots, I mentioned, were number four. Vikings were number five, and they actually were tied with the Ravens. They both you both got a 420 winning percentage, six and nine against the Vikings, and four and six against the Ravens. Listen, that was a fun game, though. You guys brought it down to the stretch, but Looks like Ryan and Steve, you are tonight's winners.
3: Holy hallelujah,
8: we've done it. Congrats, Ryan. We did yeah, it. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Job, I mean... <laughs>
0: Congratulations, you guys know your stuff. But unfortunately, Enrico, I might have handicapped you tonight. Unfortunately, I mean, I definitely (laughs) did. I picked the wrong guy in the back. Unfortunately, Nick was a little busy. But you know what? Unfortunately, though, you know the deal on this show: when you don't win, Uh you
5: lose. So you're telling me there's a chance.
0: Great game tonight. Got to love it. Like I said, nonetheless, we're going to, after this, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to go on to our fantasy focus for the Buffalo Bills. You guys are welcome to stay and chop it up with us. But before we head out, um, and you guys can head out as well when the commercial comes, but I at least want to give the time to plug where you guys are from and all this great stuff. Rico, we'll start with you. Where can everyone follow, subscribe, and get all your great content?
5: For sure, man. I appreciate the commission having me on. Uh, you guys can follow us all social media platforms, Buffalo Fanatics. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, it's Rico underscore BF underscore. Heat me up on Twitter. Let's have a good time, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, I might stick around for a little bit of fantasy talk and then I'll dip out.
0: Nice, nice, love it. I absolutely love it. All right, Ryan, how about you, my friend? Where can you, where can we subscribe and create all your great content? Yeah,
7: first, thanks for having me on tonight, Kamish. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Talbot Bills. You can find my work at Syracuse.com and nyup.com. And you can find Shout, the Buffalo Football Podcast on all your major podcast platforms. And also we stream live uh, on YouTube,
0: Twitter, and Facebook. All right, well, if you like the Buffalo Bills, I don't really know why. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, if you love the Buffalo Bills and Circle Those Wagons, go get on Ryan's stuff. All this great content. Please go follow and subscribe. Steve, how about you, my friend? Where can you follow, subscribe, get all your great content?
8: Yeah, yeah. So you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Steve_FOP. I am a uh, co-founder of Front Office Pros. So you can follow us there on Twitter, also on YouTube. Uh, we do a uh, few weekly episodes uh, with uh, my other counterpart, Joe. So uh, you can follow us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we're also on Apple and Spotify podcast. So we've got some great stuff in the works coming up here. Uh, this next season. So go ahead and check us out. Awesome.
0: And for those in the comments, I know you guys, uh, there's a bunch of comments in there and I want to get to them. I'm so sorry, but it was hard to get all that going and get to your comments. So we will bring them up. Thank you so much for uh, doing that. And guys, thank you so much for your time. If you are hanging out, that's awesome. I appreciate you. We'll see on the other end. If not, it was appreciate, I appreciate, excuse me, I appreciate you coming in and we'll see you hopefully some other time later this season. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right
6: back. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick M contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code. SS to double your deposit up to one hundred dollars. <laughs> sit, gingerbread, good girl.
0: I had I had to sit gingerbread inside the other night. She was out here barking, going crazy. So no gingy, no gingy tonight. All right, well we got all the fellas in. I love it. All right, let's get to the fantasy focus. <laughs> So in Buffalo, we obviously want to start with the QB position, um, but I don't really need to go into much, do I? This is like pretty much the no-brainer in any fantasy league, in any type of format. Um, You go draft Josh Allen pretty much, period, point blank. Um, He's been number one uh, the 2020 season, the 2021 season, and guess what he was last year, number two. I mean, the, he is the man, he's the myth, the legend for fantasy. I could sit here and give you all the analytics, but I got a lot of people here that are going to give that to you. I'm just here to tell you, draft Josh Allen, period, point, Blake. Justin, you guys are in the back. Let's start with you. Tell me about Josh Allen, where you got him. By the way, I got him number three this year.
4: Uh, numero uno. Three times in the last four years. Let's freaking go. Um, I think it's, it's a no-brainer here. Uh, like he said, and he's got to play MVP ball. And when you got to play MVP ball, ask Jalen Hurts what what happened last year. Is, you know, he went through the moon. Um, there's not much to it. He's still got digs. He's got Dalton Kincaid now, who's like another big threat. Uh, I think he's going to come on later in the year. And then, you know, I think James Cook, we're going to finally see what this guy looks like in the passing game. I'm kind of really excited for that.
0: Yeah, indeed. It's going to especially to start out, maybe him as the lone wolf um, in the offense. But we'll see how all that plays out. Um, Nick, how about you, my friend? How do you feel about Josh Allen? Um, And you're on mute just to let you give you a heads up prior. All right, we'll go. We'll go to JT since he's ready. JT, talk to me about Josh Allen, where you got him at.
3: Man, there's not a whole lot to say that you guys have, not I've got him at two. I mean, if you have him outside of your top three, you're probably doing something wrong. Uh, the thing I love <laughs> most about Josh Allen is is just not only is he great, he's consistently great. And I, I think it was 12 out of 16 weeks last season, he finishes a top six quarterback. So even with his greatness, you also don't have to worry about those bad games or those low games. He he comes with it every single
2: week. A hundred percent. Nick, how about you, my friend? Yes, Yes to everything. Uh, I have him at num- number three. You know, I mean, everyone, everyone's got a pothole game every every once in a while, but but he but he bounces back. Uh, so again, you know, he had two hundred six seven yards a- average la- last season, thirty five t- TDs. You know, what are you going to complain about that? So, uh, but I did like the fact that he says he wants to run less. So that's going to save him, hopefully. Um, but again, you know, it's 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 Buffalo. They only believe believe in one man running the ball and your name has to be josh allen
0: all right so for the bills mafia guy who just commented listen i'm just the bills hater thing is just fun i'm a dolphins fan i had jets haters on i had patriots haters on relax it's okay and now you you guys sit here and talk trash about two and gang signs like come on bro all right let's go rico where you got josh allen at you drafted him
5: uh heck yeah i'm drafting him uh number one there's no questions about it he will pass the ball he'll run the ball for you you need him to punt the ball he'll punt the ball too he's that guy so if anybody if and i have no bones about grabbing a quarterback in the first round some people like to go with the rb route he is your rb he is your quarterback you grab him you don't even think about it if it's number one number one pick take him you're set and you have a chance to make it to the top go ahead and take him don't even think about it Uh
0: A hundred percent. Absolutely. Like I said, any format all day. This is a no brainer. Ryan, how about you, sir?
7: Yeah. Number one, listen, I know he says he wants to run less, but those rushing yards are a valuable commodity in fantasy yep. as well. And when he's been injured, the few times he's been injured in his NFL career, it hasn't been him running the ball. It's been when he's been in the pocket and it's collapsed around him. He's been hitting the arm and he's suffered those injuries. So uh, he is pretty good about it when he runs the ball. I know he takes on some unnecessary hits. He's hurtling guys, but I think he can still run the ball. If he can just be smarter about it, he won't have to worry necessarily about those uh, injuries. The passing game, you mentioned it. He still has digs. Uh, Gabe Davis's expectations were just unrealistic last year, but I think he's going to be a solid contributor. Dalton is a quasi-slot receiver for this team, Knox. And then Deontay Hardy, too. It it gives him a a lot of guys that I think that he can really spread the ball around with. And then, uh, as one of the others mentioned, they have some backs that can catch the ball, too. So, for all those reasons, I like Allen as the number one quarterback in this year's uh, fantasy football drafts
0: hundred percent. And it's ironic you brought him up uh, getting injured in the pocket. Dr. Miller, um, who was on earlier, mentioned that, in fact, last season that there was a case study about um, it's actually the quarterbacks get injured more in the pocket than they do when they are running the football. So it's that's a perfect point to bring up um, regarding his injury history. Steve, how about you, my friend? Where you got him?
8: Yeah, I mean, he's one or two, you know, it's between him and Patrick Mahomes. I will say the few concerns I may have with Josh Allen is, does he run less? I think he he's just got the game, just he gets catch, caught up into the game. So I think he's going to run, even if he's told not to run, he's still going to run. So I feel like that could happen, but you still, now you have Damian Harris. Damian Harris is a different type of running back. The Bills have not had someone like him. So will they have more designed runs with Damian Harris or Latavius Murray, I guess. I mean, they both were brought in pretty cheap. They kind of do a similar thing. The other thing is, I don't know about the other Bills guys here, but my confidence level in Ken Dorsey is not the highest. I think uh, part of that kind of middle stretch there when he was having some red zone issues and a lot of turnovers, I think a part of the reason why that was was because of how Ken Dorsey set up the offense. I have hope. You know with Kincaid and Knox I think that 12 personnel I think is going to cause problems for other teams so that's why I think it it will be okay but there are some concerns and then you always got the Madden curse so now he's on which is pretty cool he's on the, the cover of Madden never thought I'd see the day of Bill's player be on the cover of Madden but is it real is it not we'll find out fantastic Indeed. Hopefully not for you guys. Yeah. Um, no, but, no, we all, no.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Josh Allen, like I said, this is a no-brainer. Any type of format that you're in, he's the guy you go after um all day long. Consistent as they come. That's what you want. Something I always preach um when we bring up fantasy is consistency. No other more consistent guy than Josh Allen. Um, let's bring up the running backs now. We'll go to the running back position. You brought up James Cook. Didn't impress to me last year um, when he was kind of like he got into the focal point for a little bit. He had some flashes um, and I there was he had spurts of what they call explosiveness plays is what explosiveness uh, plays. I don't know how that came about. But anyway, I was as I was reading it, he was actually number two in the league um, with explosiveness plays. Um, so, again, now being the focal point. Could he turn out to be the big dog in Buffalo? We'll see if he can take that t- kind of workload as well. Um, you know, I got him right now about 36. I just don't know the situation. Damian Harris, He, I brought him up when we did our back to business show. To me, he's a deep sleeper. Damian Harris, if you, you know, you're a Buffalo fan, you know, the AFC East, you know, Damian Harris has had those games and has that time where he can get into a nice rhythm as a running back. So if you guys start to get in that type of downhill running game where you guys are up, you know, final, where you're up 20, 30 points, which is very possible. Damian Harris could be a big um, guy for you in fantasy. So be, I'm I'm kind of up in the air, to be honest, with the Bills running backs. I think Damian Harris could be a late sleeper, but I'm just not really buying into any of them. Maybe some flex options, really, for both of them, if Damian Harris really is lucky. But I like James Cook as a definite flex and PPR.
2: I'll shut up now, Nick. How about you? Yeah, I uh, first on that, Ryan, you need to enter a J.J. Watt lookalike contest because you look like Jay <laughs> J.J. Watt. So anyway, uh, mo- moving on. Yeah, James Cook. This backfield is tricky because um, last year, obviously, it was it was James Cook's running uh, rookie year. I have him at th- thirty-one. He had five hundred two yards and uh, two two TDs. But the wild card is always going to be Latavius Murray. Now, now they got three guys in in the backfield. Is it going to be a thirty-three percent split? Uh, my, my projection would be in the beginning, it's going to be Harris is going to be the lead, lead back because, uh, last season he only played 11 games. He did have 462 yards. Uh, but his best season when, when he played 15 games was two years ago, he had, uh, 15 TDs and 929 yards. So I think they're going to let him get the ball first. And then Latavius is going to come in. He's going to do some spot duty. And then once one of them goes down, that's when he's going to really come in and then and then uh, does his thing. I have Cook at 31 and Harris at 37. And right now I'm going to have Murray ranked. Justin, how about you,
4: my friend? I'm so sick and tired of hearing Latavius Murray. He just fucks everything up. Whenever whenever he goes somewhere, it's almost dooming whoever the RB wanted. Last year was J.K. Dobbins. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. And then he goes to Denver, and then Javonta Williams gets it. So I hope that Iggy – we're talking about the Madden curse. How about the Latavius Murray curse?
6: (laughs) I hope that doesn't
4: happen here. (laughs) Um, James Cook, I have him at 24. I think we're in for a big season from him. I think this is the type of guy that they've been kind of wanting in that offense. It's another receiver. It's uh if you watched his tape, it's just freaking he pops a lot. And you're just like you were talking about the explosive plays. Like he is explosive plays incarnate, man. He's not as big as Dalvin is, but he's faster. He's got better hands. He can get to the outside. He can play it kind of like a slot receiver type of role. And I got Damian Harris at 38. I think that's mostly because he'll be in like kind of like that Zeke Fournette type of role where he'll get like the touches that they want to make sure that the guy doesn't fumble it on. You know, the goal line touches. I, I picture this year the Bills cutting back Josh Allen's touches on the goal line unless, you know, Damian Harris or Latavius Murray find a fumbling problem. I think that's where they want to preserve him the most. They don't want him to take the big hits from the big D tackles or the big defensive ends. They kind of want to keep him upright when it comes to that. So that's why you go out, you get yourself a guy who had 15 touchdowns two years ago. You go out, you get a guy like Latavius Murray who's been on his last leg for the last eight years. And then you supplement that with James Cook on the outside, an easy target for him to throw to and go get himself some yards
0: so um justin um uh, right on point before i move on to jordan i just want to say nick for making our guest feel uncomfortable and comparing him to jj watt
2: i think you were the only one that felt un- uncomfortable i don't think I, I made him feel uncomfortable at all i think it's you problem jason that, that's a you problem <laughs>
0: i could i could see it was it was a little it was a little uncomfortable jordan how about you friend where where do you think
3: these running backs are fantasy jesus is preaching the gospel right now you guys are way too low on this kid james cook i have him uh right below uh justin i have him at 25. I am all about him and he's the kind of guy that I'm going to be targeting in a lot of drafts. I'm, I'm never the guy that's going running back at the top of my draft. I'm always looking for these types of running backs who are going to have every opportunity to blow up and take the, the bulk uh, share of the, the backfield touches. Uh, as far as Harris goes, Listen, I've, I've been riding the Zeke train for a couple of years as a Cowboys fan. It's miserable. He's, he's in an RB40 and after range for me. I want no part of him. I'm sure he's going to have some three touchdown games. I'm not going to start him the week he does. So uh, for me, I'm all about uh, James Cook, and I want no part of Damian Harris.
0: <laughs> I feel you. All right. Ryan, we'll start with you on this one. What do you think of the uh, running backs?
7: Yeah, I don't have a specific number for Cook, but I have him as a low end number two starting out in the year in terms of where you would, you could probably get him in. He has upside though to be a high end number two, maybe even a a very low end number one. Uh, Explosive plays are there, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Damian Harris, the durability, the ability to stay on the field, it's been an issue a little bit in his tenure with New England. So that also leads me to believe that Cook's going to get more opportunities throughout the year if that uh, trend continues here in Buffalo. And then the biggest reason why I'm really high on James Cook and his potential uh, ability to be a fantasy sleeper this year is the improvement on the offensive line for the Bills. First of all, it's Aaron Cromer's second year. So the guys that were here are in year two of his system that should benefit them significantly. You go out, you get Osiris Torrance in round two. This guy's a mauler on the inside. Someone's going to help you in your run game. Uh, Connor McGovern from Dallas comes in. Now, again, I think he was he's better as a pass blocker, but that's more competition. Uh, Edwards, who played under Cromer. Just three guys right there that you've improved the interior of your line. You still have Ryan Bates. Mitch Morse has been the model of stability. Uh, I think Deion Dawkins b- uh, bounces back from somewhat of a down year at left tackle. The only question mark on the line to me is at right tackle. And they even went out and they added Brandon Shell to kind of be that swing tackle to kind of maybe give Spencer Brown a little bit of competition at camp in this summer. Uh, but I do like the improvements, especially on the interior. So I think that could really open things up for James Cook. I
0: like it. I like it. Rico, What's that you?
5: You know what? I- I- I'm really not as high as everybody is on james cook i mean i like him he's he's uh he's your uh change of pace back uh but at five eleven, a buck 90 when it comes into those winter months october november you, 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 this is where you lean on your heavier backs and this is why they brought in a guy like uh like like zach uh from like i got traded to the colts uh when we when we had zach on our squad That was the guy that we wanted to get the touches. He was actually competing with Devin Singletary to get those touches, and he just wasn't panning out. So we finally found the guy, in my opinion, that can get the job done. Now, you guys want to talk about injuries, but Buffalo's medical staff is legit. I mean, Brock Purdy nearly ripped ripped his arm off, and he's out of the game. Josh Allen suffers the same injury. Get Get in the medical room. Fix you up and he plays the whole season. So to me, this injury bug situation with Demi Harris, I don't think it's gonna be a factor. And here's my bold take: I think Damian Harris becomes a lead back by week three, week four. I think they start leaning on him. From what I'm hearing, camp, he's looking strong. He's I mean, this is this is coming from uh uh Deion Dawkins talking to Deion Dawkins. Listen, he's looking strong, he's looking very quick, and look to see a lot more of uh one-two punch with those two. But I think Harris takes over so fantasy. I think he's the sleeper. Don't sleep on Harris. He's one guy that you want to have as your flex, maybe RB2. James Cook is in that. I know you guys are talking numbers-wise. I'm looking at my, my fantasy list. He's, honestly, I have him at 33, between 33 and 39. James Cook is just, he's he's, he's hit and miss, but we'll see. The, the jury's out, but I love what Ryan said. We bolstered up the old line. I'm a little questionable on the right tackle position, but, the, I mean, bringing in Brandon Shell does make a difference to see if my guy Spencer Brown can hold up it'll be great because he's a mauler himself he's going to be healthier this year and uh bringing in Osiris Torrance that's huge but Harris I think is going to have a massive year it's a bounce back year he didn't come to Buffalo be the number running back number two he's coming for that number one spot I think he's going to be a sleeper pick jump on that Harris pick just wait on it it'll be a nice pick for you guys
0: a 110%. That's exactly what I've been thinking this whole time. Got to go with Old Reliable. Talked about Hunter Henry last night being Old Reliable. Damien Harris Old Reliable running back for sure. Steve, what do you say?
8: Yeah, you know, I'm a Bills fan, but I got to be objective here, guys. I I'm I'm low on both of these guys. Here's the thing when it comes to running backs, especially in fantasy, it's all about the volume. So, can we assure that they're going to get a certain amount of carries and a certain amount of targets? I'm with JT when it comes to Damien Harris. He might have a three touchdown game, but it's going to be so wild as to when it actually happens. I don't know when it's going to happen, so you're not going to be able to start him week in and week out because you could lose your matchup because he's not involved in the game plan at all. Or he could be a, if it's a best ball league. That then you know Rosterman, you know in the back half of your lineup best ball makes makes a little bit more sense. Uh, but not in a, if no best ball, then I don't think it makes sense. And then when it comes to Cook. I think a PPR league really matters. I mean, when it comes to James Cook, he's not going to get a lot of carries. Um, you know, I, I have to I'm not sure off the top of my head, uh, but I would say I don't even know if he eclipsed over 15 carries in a game last year. So if he's not going to get the volume as regards to carries, is he going to get it in targets? So my your hope would be that maybe Kincaid isn't as good and we don't have Cole Beasley there and and he was involved in late. So we don't really have a third receiver. So is James Cook used a lot in the third down passing games to get a ton of targets? I think that's where your hopes are for him. I would say he's the low-end RB2 uh possible flex play. Um, I don't I'm still well I'll be releasing my rankings and projections here uh surely. I Don't have the specific number, but I'll say that I think he's RB2 flex range for me. Nice. All right,
0: I like it. Let's go to the receivers. Um obviously Stefan Diggs enough said don't need to go a long time about that. Diggs uh last 3 seasons he's had at least 100 receptions, 1225 yards and 8 touchdowns. No brainer there. You go out and grab Diggs. Gabe Davis is the anomaly here. He's a big play guy. Last year those big plays were kind of few and far between. They he's had a few flashes um down the stretch um even so but unfortunately didn't Turn out to be an amazing season for him um, as he ended up being the wide receiver 36 overall um, being, but Josh Allen's deep threat. You can expect again, that UCL injury. We talked about that earlier might've played a, a, a factor in a Gabe Davis making those big plays. So with a healthy Josh Allen, I think Gabe Davis bounced back this year. I think you're going to see an uptick for him. Um, there's a couple other guys, K- uh, K- Khalil Shakir, um as well could step up with the absence of Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie but I'll be honest with you at this point I'm just kind of like a one-two punch and that's all I got so I'm gonna let my bills experts help us with the other three but let's go to uh, Jordan first what do you say my friend where do you got these guys
3: Man, uh, kind of the same thing as you, Uh, Stefan Diggs. I think he's wide receiver three uh, going into the season. Um, I I can see if you have him at four or five, but he's definitely in that range. He's locked in. He's a bona fide stud number one. Um, I actually am a little bit higher on Gabe Davis. I I do expect um, a little bit of an uptick, and I ultimately I've got him at wide receiver 30, so it's not like I've got him way, way up the list, but – the difference between Gabe Davis and Damian Harris is right. Gabe Davis is also going to have those huge, ridiculous games. There's a chance I have Gabe Davis starting at wide receiver three or flex in a pitch. I will never start Damian Harris. I will start Gabe Davis when I need him.
0: <laughs> Goes back to the running, but I had to plug that one last time. Kind Justin, how about it? you? Uh, so Gabe
4: Davis surprisingly finished uh, wide receiver 24 last year. Uh, he just wasn't the hype that everybody predicted he would be after scoring four touchdowns in a playoff game. Everybody kind of went bonkers after that shit. Uh, so I'm not one of the guys that went bonkers on that one. Um, I got him at wide receiver 36, right in that spot for a wide receiver three. You got to think that Dalton Kincaid's in there for a reason. They drafted him high because, and while still having Dawson Knox on a new contract. So you got to figure he's going to be worked in uh, to the receiving game quite a bit. And then Khalil Shakir is a guy to also look at. Uh, They had some interest in, it looks like they have interest in developing him. It looks like they were trying to get him mixed in the lineup last year, but Isaiah McKenzie was either too good or he was just still too raw. I couldn't really figure that one out. I don't think McKenzie was too good. So I'm just going to go with he was just still too, a little too, too raw uh, as a route runner. But, uh, yeah, as as far as everybody else goes, McKenzie or uh, Shakir for me is like 87. I, I'll throw a dart at him, but I don't have too much faith in it. And then uh, Diggs is my
2: seven. Nice. Nick, how about you? I have, I have Diggs at six. I mean, that's one of the best stacks in fantasy that – that you can pick up especially if if you got the 11 12 12 pick just pick them up one one two boom right right there you're set um as far as gabe davis goes uh he's a he's a local boy down here he's from he's he's actually from uh sanford which is right outside orlando so he's pretty popular on here. uh he's he's a wild card because you really don't know which games he's going to show up in as as the buffalo boys can can attest to now he did have 836 yards last season with seven touchdowns. However, when it seemed like they needed him most, and especially when, when whenever fantasy managers needed him most, he just kind of fell on his face. So uh, I would I'd be leery about picking him up. I have him ranked at at 45, and they kind of wanted to like like Justin said they wanted to bring Shakir along, uh, but uh, Mackenzie was there. Kind of, kind of mucking up the works. So I don't really know who's going to be their their third receiver. It could be Dawson Knox as 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 a possession receiver. We just got to see what Ken Dorsey's gonna gonna cook up for that offensive play plan.
0: Well, We'll segue into tight ends here in a second. And I will say, when fantasy managers needed him the most, kind of correlates with that UCL injury, like I mentioned earlier. So I think all of that plays a factor. Steve, how about you, friend? What do you think?
8: Yeah. So it's interesting when it comes to Isaiah McKenzie, right? He had 65 targets last year. So those are vacated. Who are those 65 targets going to? Uh, well, we'll I'll, I'll talk about it the next, <laughs> for the next position group, but uh, as far as the other receivers, you know, the one thing about Gabe Davis is he's in a contract year. And when it comes to a contract year, players tend to ball out because they're looking to make big money. So, I could see it kind of being a possible buy low. I think he was a major disappointment, like Justin was saying. After that Kansas City Chiefs playoff game, people were buying high in him. I remember people were going nuts on Twitter about, you know, he's going to be that guy, and it was a huge disappointment outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers game uh, last year. So I would say that uh, I think, Gabe, I, I would be interested in buying him because I think the perception of him is really low. I think he could be a receiver two. More than likely, he'll at least be a receiver three for you. Um, digs, I don't really have much to say. I think you know he's a model of consistency. He'll continue to do that. Shakir is the interesting one. That this is where I'm trying to figure it out. Is those targets that are vacated, are, are they gonna go to Shakir? Are they gonna go to James Cook? Or are they gonna go to one of the tight ends? That or maybe wildcard Deontay Hardy, I kind of doubt it. I think he's more there to do. Um, you know, special teams, kick return, punt return. Um, you know, I don't even know if he'll get that many snaps on offense. Uh, but that's, that's my, my take on the receivers. Nice.
0: All right. Rico, how about you, friend? Well,
5: here's, it's, it's, tricky. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see what, uh, what, how Ryan feels, but <laughs> about the receiver room, but, um, listen, fantasy wise, Stefan days is your top five, um, He's maybe top six, uh, however you want to look at that. I mean, I think we all know that, but if you're looking at receivers for the bills, it's very tough, uh, especially going into this year because, yes, the ball was spread around. Isaiah McKenzie got quite a few balls thrown his way, Dalton, I'm excuse me, Dalton, Dawson Knox as well. And Gabe Davis had a statistical year, he had his best year. A lot of people want to talk down on, um, on Gabe Davis and uh, of his inconsistencies. It's crazy because you look at some games that you really wanted to, to really get that production out of gabe davis and nothing but then you look at it he had a pretty damn pretty good year for himself um but it's fantasy and you need your guy to be consistently there uh so he's more of your your number three type receiver I, i'm not trusting him quite yet but he's like my man uh steve said he's in a statistical year so he's um, excuse me a contract year so he's gonna try to get as much involved in this as possible now with the with the absence of obviously as a mckenzie there's 60 plus receptions that's got to go somewhere, right? Attempts that's got to go somewhere. Now, enter Khalil Shakir. When Khalil Shakir did get in the game, production. You got something from it. Now, his drop rates, it's 50, he's 50-50 guy, but I think he's he's much better. I think he's going to definitely eat into that. And when he has his opportunities, he's active, right? He had one game, I think week three. I think it was a week three, week four game, five receptions for 75 yards, touchdown right so that's the type of production now if you know your guys which i started them because i knew he was getting some touches he's production and the big thing with Allen is is he if he trusts you he's going to you and and if and there's a bit of trust there's trust there between him and uh with kalusha care now i know this is going this ties in because dalton kikade is a weapon x he's going to be in the slot he's going to be tight end but he's a tight end so we're not going to touch on that right now so we're touching receiver now Nobody's really talking about Sherfield. I think Sherfield might might kind of steal some reps in there, man. And you, Dolphins guys, know Sherfield. You guys kind of miss him that he left, and you you kind of don't like the fact that he went to Buffalo. But maybe he kind of ties in and gets some some things going. Uh, Deontay Hardy's gonna get in there. So those 65 receptions that were vacated by by my guy McKenzie, you're probably it's probably gonna be spread out. But majority of those touches are gonna go to Kincaid. So look for your one two punch is gonna be Gabe and uh, my guy Stefan Diggs. And I think the edge in this is going to be Kalusha Kier. So don't sleep on Kalusha Kier. Kalusha Kier, he's like your fifty in your fifty range. Um, but if you if he's available, grab him and stash him because he's gonna be he's gonna get you some points. Um, Justin loves him from Sherfield so don't get it twisted. And
0: in the comments, a lot of the fans like just uh, shorter as well a lot. So mentioning that, Ryan, how about you, my friend? What do you think?
7: Yeah, I mean, the only one I'm trying to go out and get in fantasy leagues is, is Stefan Diggs, obviously. If you can get Gabe Davis as a wide receiver three, I'd be really happy with that. Uh, everyone's mentioned the output output from last season. Didn't match the expectations, but it was still a solid stat line. The hands are an issue. The drops are an issue. But he also dealt with a lingering ankle issue throughout the year, too, that I think uh, hampered his play and and limited him at times in terms of what he could do, cutting, route running wise, where I think that that could uh, benefit him this year coming in healthy. He's sneaky in terms of being that field stretcher, getting down the field and creating that separation. But uh, if you can get him as your wide receiver three, all about it. As for the other guys, you know, Khalil Shakir, I'm a big fan of his game. I liked it when they drafted him last year. Uh, Did a lot of off-season work with uh, former Bills receiver Eric Moulds this off-season. So, interested to see how that pays off for Moulds. was great in Buffalo at a time uh, many, many years ago. So, will that help? I always do like to look for that year one to year two leap where these guys know what they need to do to their bodies in terms of, uh, that they didn't know coming in as a rookie, what what's going to help them win on the field. And I'm a big, actually, Deontay Hardy fan in terms of a deep league, if you can get him late. And, and again, it has to be a deep league. I'm not drafting him in a standard 12-team league, anything like that. But the Bills gave Hardy, uh, I think at least in terms of the general contract, it's it's listed as two years, $9.5 Now, mind you, some of that money is uh, bonuses, this, that, or the other. But you look at... Isaiah McKenzie, who they had here, he was always getting that one-year, $1.6 million contract in that range where it's like, you know, we, we like you, but we don't know what we're going to get from you. Deontay Hardy was supposed to be this breakout player last year with the Saints. He suffers the foot injury. Uh, it doesn't happen. He's that yard-after-catch guy. He's like someone that can stretch the field for you, uh, has big-time speed. I'm not, again, not someone in a standard league I'm going out and getting, but in some of these deeper leagues that I'm in, I wouldn't mind stashing him, adding him to my roster, and uh, waiting to see what he could do.
8: Real quick, out of curiosity, you guys, uh, this likelihood, do you think DeAndre Hopkins, any any possibility he comes to Buffalo? I'm just curious.
7: No, and and I mean, I think he's kind of telling on himself with his visits right now with the the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots that, and listen, by all means, NFL careers are short-lived. Go get your money, uh, be happy about it. But if he was serious about winning a Super Bowl, he would have taken a, a team friendly deal with Buffalo or Kansas City for one year and then um, tried to maybe go out and get a big deal elsewhere after the season. That doesn't look like the route that he's going.
5: Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. double up on that. He like, listen, when you when you go visit the Patriots. <laughs> you're not about winning when all that, all that I need ownership. I need the defense. I need a quarterback all that out the window. When they show you the bag, if you are reconsidering going back to Houston, right now you're thinking tax-free money and you're not about winning. You're just about, you know, finish your career. You have played with every quarterback under the sun. So what does it matter to you anymore? So, you know what, go ahead and get your bag. You're not about winning. Cause if you were about winning, your ass would be a Buffalo right now.
8: Yeah. I, I don't disagree I wanna, with you guys. The only, my only consideration would be, uh is he just – because the Titans and the Patriots have a ton of cap space. Is he leveraging them just to try to squeeze – because I don't know if he's actually serious about either one of those teams. I just wonder if he's possibly trying to leverage that to get more money. But I was just curious what you guys thought. From who, though?
5: From Buffalo, Kansas City? It's not happening.
8: I mean, you can always restructure or extend. You know, you can you could do – I mean, you saw what happened with Leonard Floyd, right? I mean, you saw the extension of that. Oliver didn't see that coming. His fifth-year option was huge. So what they did was extended restructured, brought that cap space way down so they could fit a guy like Leonard Floyd and they could do so many things to do it. If they, if they really want to, it's just a question of yeah. does being in that front office want to do it.
0: All right. So uh, we're going to combine the last positions just so we're not here all night. I want to keep my guest up all night. It's Friday night. We're trying to do our thing. Right. But, and, and sad, so I just want to address one thing before we go. The uh, first of all, love all everyone watching tonight. Please, if you're watching, go to Fantasy Sports Corporation, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate you guys being here. All these great comments tonight. But I had to address one of them just really quick because it was really funny and I had to bring it up. Oh this gosh. is from Teddy and V. He said, Rico looks like he went down BMW and asked if anyone wanted to be on his podcast. Hey, Teddy, with respect, <laughs> fuck you. All right. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good. I appreciate stuff like that. All right. Let's go on. We're going to talk about let's combine the tight end and defensive positions. I mean, because it's kind of a no brainer if you're going to draft a defense. Buffalo is a defense you want to go after. They make plays, they uh, get turnovers. I mean again, when you look at the schedule just like, you know, we've talked about the AFC schedule. It's kind of up and down. There's some good good points, there's some really, you know, tough points too. So, um just to keep that in mind. Dawson Knox. and I mean, we talked and we talked about Dalton Kincaid. You guys can probably refresh uh, me in on Dalton Kincaid because honestly, like I just been thinking Dawson Knox this entire time. Dalton Kincaid hasn't even crossed my radar, so maybe I just suck as a fantasy analyst, to be quite frank. But maybe he's somebody that's going to get in this mix that I'm just not really thinking of. There always is that guy that comes up, especially in the tight end position. Um, Dawson Knox has shown some streaks. Um, of greatness, if you will, in the offense. But last year, didn't seem like he really went. Josh Allen went to him a lot um, last year. So, you know, I, I got him right now as 18th. Not really a tight end that I'm looking for, um, but maybe as one of my last picks is if I need a backup tight end, that's where I'm looking right now. And Don Kincaid, you guys have brought it up, especially in dynasty drafts. He might be somebody you definitely want to take a flyer out of because I'm hearing a lot of good things from our build guys. But, Justin, I'll go to you first on this one. What do you think of uh, both both positions?
4: Uh, I mean, I think they're, they're both in the 20s right now. Um, when you can't, when you have two tight ends that, you know, one, you drafted really high and one's gotten you 10 touchdowns in the past, you kind of just, I envision that they're going to have, you know, a tight end one season split between the two of them. So we're going to, it's, we're going to be in for it. If we do that and redraft, I do agree with you. Dalton Kincaid is a perfect dynasty guy. I think once they get rid of the Knox contract, I think they can void it out in like a year or so. And then they can move on to Dalton Kincaid being the predominant uh, guy in that offense. And then as far as the Bills defense go, yeah, I'll put them in the top 10. I like that defense. And do you add in Leonard Floyd? He's going to go chase the quarterback now? Yeah, let's go all day long. I uh, also want to see how Kair Elam like starts to warm up into that defense because I was big on him last year. And I don't know if he came around or if he just kind of, you know, didn't make it into the lineup last year because he started out looking good and then I just didn't see him there anymore. So, I don't know, maybe the Bills guys kind of lightened me on what went on there.
0: Nick, how about you? What do you think?
2: Uh, I like Dawson Knox. Uh, Now, last last season he did have – he did have some some injuries and then of course he had the uh the loss of his brother. So in a statistic point he did have a down, down year but in 2021 20, he had not nine touchdowns. I mean he's he is a dude. You know what I mean? You know, you know whenever you say hey look, I need a team with with some dudes on it, he's he's one of those guys. Now when it comes to to fantasy uh uh Cooper like you said, yeah, at this point he is a he's a backup tight end i haven't ranked at at 19th he could be a name that could actually be a sleeper if that if that makes sense
0: it seems like um, or your boy Pierre King Panrico thinks the uh, Don Kincaid could be that sleeper feel like he said it could feel like it'd be the Diggs Kincaid show we're hearing a lot of good things I mean we we did the summer tour last year we heard little sexy names this could be the one that we're talking about later on Jordan what do you what do you say?
3: Man, all uh, off season I heard about Dalton Kincaid. He was, you know, matched up with the Cowboys all throughout the pre-draft process. I, I love the kid. He's stupid talented. I think he's going to be a phenomenal tight end in this league. However, I think everybody needs to cool their jets a little bit. He is a rookie tight end. It takes time. They don't typically take off. You have your anomalies here and there, but it's usually later in the season when those guys pop. So for me, I'm, I'm not touching the Bills tight end room, uh, at least to start the season. Granted, I'm typically a tight end streaming kind of guy, so I may have one or both of them at some point in my lineup. Um, as far as the defense, I don't play with a lot of defense in leagues, but when I do, all about them. Give me all the shares of the Bills.
0: I'm with you, Ryan. What do you say?
7: Yeah, I'm not touching either the Bills' tight ends in fantasy leagues either. I agree with that. Um, you know, dynasty league, completely different ball game though. When it comes to Dalton Kincaid. The Bills, I think, plan to use him, obviously, in the two tight end sets, 12 personnel. But I think there's going to be times where he's going to line up in the slot this year and throughout his career in Buffalo and kind of play that quasi Cole Beasley role. Some Bills fans were referring to him as Swole Beasley, uh, which I kind of liked after they drafted him. Just like that bigger guy that can create those mismatches in the slot. But to Jordan's point, rookie tight ends generally don't do much in year one. Uh, So for that reason, I'm kind of avoiding him uh, this year, unless it's again, a dynasty draft Uh, defense, by all means, draft the bills. Defense They've been solid statistically throughout uh, this Sean McDermott tenure. I think they're going to be more aggressive this year. They had Leonard Floyd with nine sacks. Uh, One year ago, Von Miller was on pace for double-digit sacks before he went down with the injury on Thanksgiving. You could even make an argument that Greg Rousseau was on track for double-digit sacks before he suffered an injury as well last year, Uh, an ankle injury that limited him a little bit and and really took away a little bit of his burst at times. So I like up front. The only player you really lost on that defense was Tremaine Edmonds. And listen, Edmonds was very good at what he did, but you're bringing back the core of the defense in the secondary. Uh, Kyrie Elam, real quick to to answer what Justin was mentioning. You know, every time that he got into the game, he looked the part. But the one thing that uh, the Bills recently said was there were some practice habits uh, that they didn't like that they were trying to phase out of him. And, you know, he didn't really go into a deep dive on that, but this is just my opinion. Sean McDermott's a guy that doesn't want a player to come in and get beaten on a double move, give up the big play downfield, and he would rather go with – Uh, a Dane Jackson, someone that's going to let a guy catch the ball in front of him, but he's going to stay behind that player. It's not going to turn into a 40, 50-yard gain. It's not going to turn into blown coverage uh, and a touchdown. But I want to say in year two that Elam's going to have that shot to really establish himself because when he was out there, he looked really good. He had some nice plays in uh, the playoff matchup against the Dolphins, obviously in the regular season game against the Chiefs, a big interception in the end zone. I feel like every time he got the opportunity to get on the field, he looked really good. He looked really strong. And I have high expectations for uh, Tredavious White as well now, you know, a full year removed coming back from injury.
0: So, Bills, Mafia, FUQs, I see you. I see what you're trying to do. I see you trying to razz me with the dolphin talk. I, I-, I see you. I see what you're doing. All right, Steve, what do you say, my friend? Uh, tight ends and D, what do you like?
8: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to defense, yeah, I agree with these guys. You know, top three, top five defense, um, you know, pretty, pretty standard as far as the tight ends go hot take on my end i'm extremely bullish on dalton kincaid i'm with pierre i think if you if you listen to brandon bean they had that uh video that they show you know behind the curtains of the draft and you know they were talking about him having the best hands in the entire draft wide receiver tight end didn't matter uh when you watch tape of him honestly when i watch him i know i'm a bills fan but he looks like Travis Kelsey to me. The way he's able to create separation to me, I think he's going to be elite. I'm not touching Dawson Knox at all. I think Kincaid's the guy you want. And I know for, you know, rookie tight ends, it doesn't happen, but I think he's an exception to the rule. They're going to use this guy like a wide receiver. Um, They're going to have 12 personnel. I think Dawson Knox is going to be there to block. I think Kincaid's going to be out there uh, as the weapon. So I'm all in on Kincaid. I'll be getting him everywhere I can.
0: I'm gonna rewind that back and put it in our YouTube Shorts tomorrow because you just said Dalton Kincaid reminds you of Travis Kelsey. That's a hot take. I can love it. All right, Rico, close us out, brother.
5: Well, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with Steve and Pierre, man. Uh, I think I know that it's, it's not it's not sexy for you know rookie tight ends, rookie players, nonetheless, uh, to to shine in their first year. Uh, but you don't go up and trade up for a tight end um, and, and not and not utilize him. I know this is fantasy. Uh, but it's also fantasy and you want to move the ball and Buffalo is ready to move the ball. And right now they've been trying to find that that Cole Beasley replacement. Right. Isaiah McKenzie. There was a rotation. Isaiah McKenzie. Jameson Crowder was supposed to be the guy. Jameson Crowder was not healthy enough. Right. So then in comes Kalusha Keir. And then they bring back Cole Beasley. They've been trying to fill that void. And they haven't been able to. And unfortunately, Cole Beasley came in the middle of the year, not completely in shape. So you can understand that he's not going to be the same player. But when Cole Beasley was in, it was it was connection left, right, center. So Kincaid is that dude. Now, here's a little nugget for you guys. So I was just at an event uh, not too long ago, and I was amongst some uh, some some players, interview some players and talking to people that are connected to some players. And Kincaid's the real deal, man. Man, these are these are coming from pl- players on the team saying he's the real deal. Dawson Knox himself said, I said, you know what? Give me someone on this team that is standing out to you, right? Could it be Sherfield? He could have said Sherfield. he could have said, uh, you know what I mean, Oliman. He said, you know what? I-, I gotta go Kincaid. Man, he's he's crisp. His hands, he must have mentioned his hands multiple times. He's the real deal. Do not scoff on taking Kincaid. He's going to be a weapon. I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on him. And it's going to be quite fun to see them in 12 personnel having these two tight end sets. And if you think they're going to be running the ball on you, play action. It's, a, it's listen, it's going to be a fun offense this year. We got an O line that's ready to go. Don't sleep on Kincaid. I think he's going to be something special this year. Uh, and as for the defense, Ryan nailed everything, man. Trey Davis White has been looking fantastic in camp. He's looking like more himself, Kyer Elam. And he's a tricky player because when he's in the game, he's making plays. He will make plays. But he's got these habits in practice where you're like, come on man and McDermott is very show me what you got in practice and if I like what I see you're going to get in the game but if you're struggling I'm going to go with the old reliable and Dane Jackson and they love Dane Jackson so you got a three-man race at that left cornerback spot or the cornerback number two spot I'm hoping Kyrie takes over um, but this defense is going to be great nonetheless McDermott is now taking over he's going to be more aggressive you're going to be you're going to be guys getting after the quarterback think back to when the Panthers were solid when they had that Great pass rush defense was playing solid. Um, you're gonna see a lot of that in this Bills defense. So, I mean, everybody knows they're gonna be a top defense, but don't sleep on Cade. he's gonna be nice.
0: So, listen, there's a there's there's a few things that we get out of the summer tour shows for us. Um, first and foremost is the great relationship we make. So, thank you all. First and foremost, Ryan, Rico, Steve. Appreciate you guys being in. But secondly, we always get little, as Rico put it, nuggets every time. And right now, I think we just got to go because I keep hearing that name. And when I hear something consistently, that means good things. So we're going to get take that out of tonight. Watch out for Kincaid this season. Listen, we appreciate you guys. We're closing out the AFC East Summer Tour next week. We hit the NFC East. Ooh, that'll be fun. Hey, guess what? We'll be playing them this year so we can have a little talk about that anyway. Um, yeah, it was really exciting. If you, um, again, go to tssfantasy.com, check out all of our latest and greatest rankings. Um, go to Fantasy Sports Corporation, check us out, hit that subscribe button, um, do all the notifications, all the whatever the hell else you're supposed to say. We appreciate Appreciate you guys being in with us tonight. We uh, we appreciate you guys coming in to us. Good luck to your Buffalo Bills. I hope you circle the wagons, except against America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. We
2: are out.